0: Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show. I am Chris Landry, veteran NFL scout, coming to you from the Indianapolis Scouting Combine. We'll be here all week. We'll be doing the show. Uh, we did, of course, drop one on Monday, and today and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and um, we're actually going to uh, get in uh, <clears throat> back late on um, on Monday. I want to give you the schedule, kind of how things play out. But uh where things are um are scheduled for this week is the players started to come in by uh, positions, by groups I should say. Start on Sunday and then they'll the last group will um get in and arrive uh at in Indianapolis on um uh, during the during um June Monday and all throughout the week we're going to have the workouts and the final departures is uh, going to be on Monday. We're going to have on-field workouts on Sunday. So we'll be here all week, including Monday. Next Monday, wrapping it up for you before we get back into town. So we've got it all for you and we're going to get into a little bit of the schedules. What goes on. Uh, some combine drills that are new. Uh, w- news and notes that are coming from Uh, league executives at the Combine is taking place as the basically start of the new year uh, is uh, in full effect or we see it coming and a lot of that information is is coming to the surface here. This um, reminder that we're bringing you this podcast now five days a week. The Pro Football Show five days a week Monday through Friday along with the College Football Show which is five days a week, and we do that one uh, in a national scope, and then certainly go into more details uh, about a different conference each day. But we cover it all for you right here, part of the Landry Footballs Conference call, uh, and you can check it out. This pro football show and our college show each and every day here. Want to remind you: is we tape the show. We're we are now taping the show usually. Fairly early in the evening, the night before. So there's a little bit of gap, <clears throat> okay, just from a production standpoint, getting it out. Uh, there's a little bit of gap sometimes of news. There's some things that happen. There's things that, as I get done taping this, may uncover some news. Um, we can't get it all in necessarily before the taping, that's what LandryFootball.com is for. That's where you want to make sure that you're checking our notebooks. You're checking out the what's going on around the NFL, around college football. So keep that in mind. As you're listening to this, this is being taped pretty early in the evening, the night before, and there may be some news That you haven't heard yet that that won't be on this podcast. It's going to be on LandryFootball.com. So make sure that you check that out. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. Pardon me. It's the best deal we've ever had. Uh, It will get you an entire year's worth of football and calendar year. For less than $5 a month. So take advantage of that. You get the draft boards. You get the draft scouting reports. The free agent boards. The free agent scouting reports. Recruiting. You name it. All over at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. All brought to you by our great folks, great friends at 401k Generation. If you've got a business and maybe you need help setting up a 401k or you wish to roll over an IRA... Anything on money management, investment inquiries, they can help you do that. You can call or text them today, because they're licensed in all 50 states. That's the great part. Uh, You can call or text them at 1-866-998-5879. That's 1-866-998-5879. Sign up for this podcast on Landry Football's conference call. That'll get you this pro podcast, the college podcast, dropped to you. Make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review, and <clears throat> keep it in tune to LandryFootball.com. And if we've got uh, a, something that we can help you with to promote your business, to promote your brand, we're, we can absolutely do that. Just contact me at uh, LandryFootball.com. Hit contact Chris, and I'll get you in touch with TJ, and he will take good care of you. You got a question that you want me to address? Uh, send it to me over at com. Hit contact Chris, and we will do that. So <clears throat> a couple of things I want to get into again on the schedule. The tight ends, quarterbacks, receivers, they come in in groups. They arrived on Sunday, <clears throat> have a reg- registration, an orientation, and have interviews on Sunday. On Monday, they had their measurements. Then they have pre-exam x-rays at the hospital. Then more interviews. Okay, then on Tuesday, they'll do media stuff and then medical exams. And then they'll have position coach interviews, then psychological testings. Um, you know, so uh, Wednesday, they're going to have NFLPA meetings, interviews, bench press, more psychological testing. Thursday, limited testing Interviews, and then the on-the-field workout. Uh, and then on Friday, they will depart from <clears throat> Indianapolis. And then, of course, the next set of groups, uh, the specialists, the offensive linemen, and running backs will have the same schedule, except they arrived on Monday, and so everything else is a day later. Then the defensive linemen and linebackers, same thing. Same schedule. They arrived. They arrive on Tuesday. So that will push the workouts to where uh, we will have workouts on Thursday with the tight ends, quarterbacks, wide outs. We will have the workouts on Friday, which will be the specialist, offensive line, and running backs. Uh, then we will have, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, uh cool air getting to me, the uh, on field workouts on Saturday, uh, defensive line linebacker. So uh, we've got, uh, you know, a, a a long week ahead with most people are here uh the on the field workouts of course on Sunday as well for the defensive backs I forgot them I didn't mean to forget them but the defensive backs arrive on Wednesday and their on field workouts are on Sunday and so that's where the Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday workouts going to be in primetime you're going to see it I believe on NFL Network if you want to watch it um but I also will tell you and we're going to be here to tell you more and more about it um The most important things that we get out of the combine are things that you're not going to see on television. Um, Got a post up about the history of the scouting combine. This is my 38th one, Uh, actually more than 38, because we did um, uh, regional combines before we started the first one uh, in the early 80s, so... Anyway, you can see kind of the history where we started, why we end up in Indianapolis. There's a lot of discussion about where the combine may go from here, talks about maybe Los Angeles one day. It's still, um, when you consider the the complete proximity of everything, the centrally located um, element of, you know, the midwest kind of center of the country indianapolis as close as you can be or you know with an nfl team that's got everything in its place you know, it makes it a lot easier so everyone's traveling and got to go from somewhere but obviously if you had it in los angeles then everybody in the east coast has got a much longer trip and lot more a lot more complex to get all this around but uh you got we got a little bit of information in there that uh, that's interesting about how the combine started the combine started because of medical physicals and that's why we started the combine and then as things grew more and more it's become a little bit more uh evolving into a lot of different things that some are uh useful some are not real useful as it relates to um what we do as personnel people, as scouts, as coaches, uh, but a little bit more, I call Dog and Pony Show for uh, media-related activity. I'm going to get into some of the new drills in a little bit uh, and, uh, you know, some things that that are going to be done. And we're going to break down a little bit, maybe uh, a couple of conferences each day, or excuse me, a couple of divisions each day of maybe some key targets here at the Combine Uh, So you want to check that out. Um, The other thing that goes on with the start of free agency, a lot of news, notes, nuggets, conversations behind the scenes. Whether they come to fruition or not, it's always intriguing. But people like that stuff. So we're going to provide some of it for you. A lot of people in the league are believing that the Titans, the Raiders, the Chargers are definitely in the running for Tom Brady. If he doesn't re-sign with the Patriots, which I think he ultimately will, the connection with John Robinson and um, Mike Vrabel in in Tennessee makes some sense. Raiders, Chargers, maybe not as much sense, but the location and what they're maybe willing to put together financially, perhaps Raiders more than the Chargers, but we'll see uh the John Gruden factor it's also interesting. So look it's uh the Titans quarterback situation's interesting with Tannehill and Mariota all slated for free agency and <clears throat> Tom Brady. So it's going to be an interesting offseason and I think it's going to be headline at least uh, outwardly by what the what Tom Brady does or doesn't do. Uh big time free agent defensive end Yannick Ndokwe uh they're gonna be looking for about twenty two million dollars annually. That would make him the highest paid defensive end. Uh topping DeMarcus Lawrence's deal last year, while his sack totals have been a little bit declined. He's one of the more consistent pass rushers. Those guys make a lot of money. He's gonna get a lot of money. We'll see if he hits his goal. Um it looks like the Ravens are gonna move on from Hayden Hurst this offseason, who's remember he's the twenty-fifth overall pick in the 18 draft he's already going to turn 27 Mark Andrews drafted in the third round that year has really played much better performed much better so he could be on the market so uh, as I always say on landryfootball.com we're breaking down and the tight ends are up next um how players graded out in the league by position uh, every player at that position um in every in every position covered and, yeah, we got some a free agent board and scouting reports, but it's the, the grades in the league that needs to be your go-to this free agent season because the guys like a Hayden Hurst. How did he grade this year? Well, You need to know. Go look him up and you can find him. That's important because who's a free agent is going to be dictated by who ends up, you know, uh, re-signing with their team or who doesn't. All those things are really important to understand that who's scheduled to be a free agent, who ends up being a free agent, sometimes not one in the same. So as a guy gets released, you have immediate access as a member of LandryFootball.com to know how a player graded this year. So it really keeps you up to date on everything going on in the league, the value and the quality of the player in the league, Uh, whether you're, you're a fan of a team, you're a fan of Uh, your opponents of your team, whether you're a fantasy goer, whatever your case may be, you want to check that out today. The Bears re-signed Devontae Bond, the linebacker, to a one-year deal. I played last season um, with the Bucs, 30 snaps over the first six weeks before getting cut in a four-game ban. Special teams player, really good special teams player, so he'll be competing for a spot it looks like at least Justin Simmons, the fine safety of the Broncos, we really targeted for those guys several years ago in the draft out of Boston College. Um, the Simmons camp believe that they're going to end up being tagged if they can't get a deal done, and a lot of it is they're not making a lot of progress. The tag will be worth $12.7 million. So we'll see if they can indeed <clears throat> get, get a deal done or use the tag on him. The Giants released Scott Simonson today. The tight end played 21 games from the Giants in 18 and 19. It was blocking tight end. They're looking to move on from him. The Falcons are expected, I'm told, to pick up Matt matchups. $2 million option for 2020. No surprise here, but kind of a formality. Uh, the Jags have declined uh, the option on linebacker Jake Ryan's contract. He returned from knee surgery, played just two games last year. And they're not expected to exercise their option, I'm told, on Marcel Darius. So he'll become a free agent. There again, that's an intriguing guy. How did he grade this year? Check it out. He Jacksonville has the, the worst cap situation in the league before declining options, um these options, so they can free up a, another eleven million dollars if they release AJ Boye. So they've got some work to do roster wise um this offseason. It's why Tom Coughlin was let go. Some of the decisions that they made, um, clearly Shad Khan wanted to move in a different direction. The Browns are definitely interested in Olivier Vernon, uh, uh, moving on from Olivier Vernon this offseason. He's owed a non-guaranteed $15.5 million uh, in the final year of his deal. He had an injury short in 2019. He would need to take a pay cut to stay with them. Um they are interested, the Browns are, in Anthony Harris. Uh, they got by with just Justin Burris and Demarius Randall last year. but They want to upgrade that position. Um, they're going to make a run at Harris, I'm told. He's got Tyce, Kevin Kevin Stefanski. Um, so probably looking at a $10 million uh, average uh, AAV. Is what we call AAV is average annual value. Uh, LaMarcus Joyner got about $10 million last year, so look at that as the benchmark. Cleveland also is looking to make a run at Everson Griffin, depending upon what happens with Olivier Vernon and whether they're able to bring him back in a uh, lesser financial uh, contract. Expect the Niners to uh, not tend restricted free agent uh, linebacker Elijah Lee. Uh, spent most of the year in the practice squad. He's promoted to the active roster when Nakon Alexander went on IR. Um he's a better candidate to resign <clears throat> to a, a minimum deal for them. No news on uh, Dak Prescott. That's looking look more and more like a franchise deal. The Cowboys just haven't made a lot of progress. It usually takes them a while to get things done. On some other news, they believe that Leighton Vander Ash is going to be able to participate in the OTAs and the spring workouts. So – um Listen, he, you know, if you remember, Andrash was outstanding in 18 as a rookie. Played just nine games last year. Kind of a transcendent type of player. Need him healthy. Uh, Vontes Bervik says he's committed to playing in 2020. I don't know what type of offers he's going to have. He was suspended three games in 16 for violation of safety rules and uh, five games in 17, uh, four games in 18. So we'll see. Turns 30 in September. Um, we'll see if there's any takers. Um some news around talking with coaching staff. The Broncos want Noah Fant, they outstanding young tight end from Iowa to to improve his short to intermediate passing routes, show more diversity in his route tree, showed some big play potential. Um there's not a whole lot behind Cortland Sutton. They'd like him to be a bigger factor in this offense. They've got Pat Shermer coming in, working with Drew Locke really the best friend for a young quarterback in the passing game is a very effective pass-receiving tight end. Uh, the Dolphins want to do similarly with Mike Jacecki, the former Penn State tight end. They actually want to use him more as a big slot, um, three wide sets. I played some big slot for them last year under Gailey. Uh, which runs a lot of shotgun-heavy stuff. But with Preston Williams and Devontae Parker on the outside, uh, it looks like he can get a lot of work in um, giving him a bid slot look uh, with Albert Wilson and Alan Hearns, the other receiver, So he came on late in 19, scoring touchdowns in four of the last six weeks. He graded out very well down the stretch. So they're looking for him to make that big third-year leap. The Patriots are definitely considering – Releasing Steven Koskowski. he's entering 30, age of 36, coming off a of hip surgery, missed five kicks in four games, landed on IR. They would save $3.5 million. It's the type of move I think they would anticipate saying, let's move on, go a little younger. Speaking of moving on, I would think that the Colts probably are not going to bring back Adam Vinatieri, but nothing definite on that front. Um. I want to talk a little bit about some combine rules that are, you know, drills that are taking place that are a little bit different. Um, quarterbacks. They're, we're going to see the end zone fade routes added to the routes thrown. So it's a time um, drill that they're going to do. The quarterbacks will throw passes for receivers running a 10-yard fade. Routes to the right side of the end zone, creating a need for the use of pylons in these drills. The route addition is intended to mimic a popular pass seen inside the red zone, typically attempted from a snap taken close to the goal line with a back corner pylon. Uh, We're going to have a time, um, you know, um, smoke route, which quarterback will throw one pass to receiver running a smoke route, usually a route that's adjusted at the line based on pre-snap reads, indicating a quick completion. Uh, we're going to see how quickly we can get the, they can get those out. For running backs, um, we're going to see uh, uh, an inside route with change of direction added to routes run. So um, it's a drill that involves a running back lined up behind. Uh, a horizontal step-over bag that's part of three bags laid to form across. The running back will step over the bag in front of him, then laterally uh, over the perpendicular bag, then backward uh, over the other horizontal bag before repeating the path to the opposite direction. Coaches line up eight yards away, hopping, uh, holding pop-up dummies, move in a coordinated fashion, creating a hole for the back to identify before exploding through it. The drill is designed to display a running back's ability to use his eyes while navigating physical obstacles as a ball carrier uh, might perform while running an inside zone play, which doesn't create a defined target for, for the running back, but instead the possibility for a number of options to run through. Some guys don't run this type of scheme. Some guys don't necessarily make good decisions but still pick up yards this kind of adds to what we see on film and a guy's ability to see it, recognize it, make decisions. So, um, we're going to look at the inside routes with the change of direction. So, as an angle or Texas routes become more common in the passing game with running backs used as receivers, this drill will measure a running back's ability to run such a route and catch a pass successfully while fighting against his own momentum. Um, So... um, the receivers, we're gonna, um, we're gonna. Uh, and by the way, I mean we are um, eliminating the pitch and cone drill, find the ball drill, um, and replacing it with this: um, the receivers, the end zone fade route. Quarterbacks will throw the passes to the receivers running ten-yard phase routes to the right side of the, the end zone. So we're it's the same drill. We're going to eliminate the toe tap drill, uh, and again, this is the the back end of the quarterback drill, the end zone fade route. So um, so we'll 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 see that. Uh, the tight ends we're going to also run the end zone fade route. The offensive line. We're going to have a new mirror drill and a new screen drill. The new mirror drill, we're going to uh, – the players are going to line up at set point between the middle, two cones, roughly six yards apart, slide laterally left and right based on the coach's direction. Now, the drill places emphasis on feet, change of direction, the ability of the player with at least four movements to the right and to the left. Then we're going to run a new screen drill. Players will set in pass protection position, then release and sprint towards the first coach holding the blocking sled, uh, 15 yards or f- blocking shield, I should say, 15 yards wide of the starting point to simulate engage and release action of a screening lineman. If the first coach steps upfield, the player must adjust the direction and advance to su- to the second coach at uh, whom he will break down and engage. If the first coach remains stationary. Players will break down and engage him and not advance to the second coach. Um, defensive line, we're going to uh, new run uh, a run and club drill, run the, the hoop drill. Uh, we have five stand-up bags that are in a vertical line, five yards apart, with the final bag including arms. The defender will fire out of a three-point stance and run through the bags, clubbing the first with the right arm. Spinning on the second bag, clubbing the third bag with his left arm, ripping through the fourth bag, and flattening down to slap the bag with his arms to simulate a strip. Run the hoop drill. Two pass rush hoops are laid on the ground two yards apart, forming a figure eight. The towels, um, two towels are, are inside the hoop, one in each. The player lines up at the start, cone, to the right of the, uh, the hoops in a three-point stance, um, fires off at the movement of the ball on a stick, which simulates a snap, runs around the first hoop, picks up the towel with his left hand, crosses to the second hoop, drops the towel, continues around the second hoop, picks up the towel with the right hand and crosses the back of the first hoop and drops the towel before finishing through the start cone. Love the hoop drop. It's the ability to bend and keep your balance. We are eliminating the stack and shed drill, which never did anything because without pads, it's useless. The linebackers running the shuffle, sprint, change of direction drill, short zone break drill. So the shuffle, sprint, change of direction in in a measure of a player's quickness and agility. The defender will start in a two-point stance, five to seven yards outside the hash before shuffling across the field. He'll then open his hips sprint on the coach's command, then change direction on command and finish with a catch of a thrown football. Um, The short zone breaks, three different route reactions are involved here. First, the player drops at a 45-degree angle, flattens out at five yards and breaks towards um, uh, simulating breaking on a short out before catching the ball. Then the player drops at a 45-degree angle, Flattens at five yards again and breaks inside, simulating breaking on an underneath route and catches the ball. Finally, the player takes a flat drop and reacts to a coach's signal to turn and run with a wheel route before catching the ball. We will eliminate the the pass drop drill in this um, with the defensive backs and the deep uh, with the linebackers. Defensive backs line drill. Uh, <clears throat> the line drill. This one will look for me. Your players will backpedal, open their hips. At the direction of the coach, return to backpedaling, then open the hip agains on command, the, the, the catch ball being thrown from the opposite location of the coach. Um, then you've got a drill. First, the player will backpedal five yards, then open and break downhill on a 45-degree angle before catching the thrown ball. Then the player will backpedal five yards, open at 90 degrees, run to the first coach and break down, then plant and turn around, which is 180 degrees, run towards the second coach, catch the ball, um, thrown by a quarterback before reaching the second coach. Then we're going to have the box fill. The player will backpedal five yards and then break at a 45-degree angle on the coach's signal. Once he reaches a cone, the player will plant, open his hips, and run back five yards with his eyes uh, on the coach. On the coach's signal, the player will break towards a coach in a forty five degree angle and catch a thrown ball, then the gauntlet drill this one is essentially the same drill run by receivers. The player will start with two stationary catches with each made in opposite directions before sprinting across the thirty five yard line catching balls from throwers alternately between each side. The drill will be timed from the station uh, from the second stationary catch. when the defensive back reaches the cone 10 yards upfield in the final catch. The player will also perform it a second time in an opposite direction, and we're going to take away the close and speed turn, pedal, and hip turn um, drills, which I'm a little bit mixed on because I like that drill. I think defensive back drills are the most useful in in working out guys on campus. I do all of these drills, plus I keep the close and speed turn and – the pedal and hip turn, uh, the, the the workouts for defensive backs are more important than any other position because how they're played and utilizing coverage is often different than maybe how you might need to see them. And so you have to assimilate certain things that you're never going to see on film. That's why it's really important. I thought I would take a little bit of time each day this week And we'll start today, and we're going to go through teams in the east of the AFC and the NFC, Uh, Wednesday the north, Thursday the south, and Friday the west. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm going to talk about some players that at least I've mentioned that I think they might be focused on looking at, guys that may fit. um, And I'm talking early picks. Um, that may fit in terms of need, that they need to know more about. I'm not saying necessarily should take these guys, but they really need to focus a lot on these guys. And start with the AFC East. The Bills need to score more points. Good defense. They've got to add some playmakers. They've got a quarterback. A, a receiver like a T. Higgins is somebody that need to work on and study a, a great deal, along with the other guys. But T. Higgins really might fit their scheme pretty well. The Dolphins, Um, you know, Tua, certainly, medically, we know that. Beyond that, look at a running back. Look at some of the running backs. Look at where J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is maybe there when they pick in the second round. Probably not. I think he's going in the first. But they could potentially move up. Look at some of the other running backs. But I think – looking at a running back is something that they're going to focus a lot on. They need somebody that, you know, they need a quarterback, number one, but they need somebody that can make plays with the ball in his hand. So they've got some good receivers. We've talked a little bit about some of the things they're going to try to do with Jusecki. They need a running back. And so I think they'll look hard at it, and maybe depending on what they do and where they do it, you know, they've got some needs here. Um, they've got also – some picks in which they can do a number of things. Um, They're going to be in a position with their picks. They've got the fifth pick. They've got the 18th pick. They're going to look at J.K. Dobbins, somebody like that that would make a lot of sense. Could you imagine if they could get a Tua and a J.K. Dobbins out of this draft um, with the way they play? That would be a good draft right there. New England – um, the quarterback's situation probably needs to be figured out before. Uh, I don't really, I think they need an offensive line, uh, help, but I don't think there'll be good value there. I don't think there'll be great tight end value. They absolutely need a pass rusher and somebody like Caleb on chase makes some sense. Um, so I think spending some time and I've talked with Bill and the staff about, uh, Caleb on and, and what he could potentially bring, um, so there's some some options there, I think, for them as a pass rusher. So I'd throw that out as a candidate. For the Jets, uh, boy, they need help on the offensive line. They struggled through the 2019 season. It's a big problem. I think they need to focus on uh, some key guys up front, and maybe somebody like Andrew Thomas, uh, is maybe not the sexiest pick, but is a plug-and-play guy as a right tackle for years to come. Uh, can play left tackle in a pinch, makes a whole lot of sense to consider somebody like that. Over in the NFC, the Cowboys, um, Byron Jones is likely hitting the open market. Uh, They need a playmaker on the back end. Uh, Maybe somebody like Xavier McKinney is a guy who can play man, can play zone, can make an impact right away. Um, I think somebody they'll spend some time with. The Giants, they need offensive line help. Um somebody that Gamecky Becton of of Louisville, they're um they've got to protect Daniel Jones. He's a good candidate that's a good pass protecting offensive tackle. That's a possibility. The Eagles, boy, they need help at receiver. They like big guys, they like guys that obviously that can be productive, out of the frame catchers. Justin Jefferson of LSU makes some sense, but there'll be some other receivers as well. But look hard for somebody like that. And then the Redskins, of course, uh, it's probably the best player in this draft, would be a perfect fit in the 4-3 defense that they're going to run under Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. Um, you know, they'll spend a lot of time, but I don't think they'll be a very difficult decision. I think he's off the board at 2. Good luck trying to get the Redskins out of that pick. If you're moving up for a quarterback, I don't know that they're going to be players and moving down because I don't think they want to risk not getting him. So we'll play with this a little bit again tomorrow. We'll get into maybe the North uh, and then maybe the South teams in the in the West and the rest of the week. Talk a little bit about some fits, some players that have some ability that are going to be high picks. That again, of course, the way this works in interviews you visit with a whole bunch of these guys. Some of them you've already interviewed at the Senior Bowl or the East-West game. So you may not make those a priority to interview um, if your coaches have spent time and visited with them at the Senior Bowl. So if you've already done that, you know don't get alarmed thinking, well, my team's not interviewing this guy. They may have already done it at the Senior Bowl. Um, so you try to you know, maximize your time and the value of your time as much as possible. So I think getting as many players that you can get information on, position coaches have interviews, um, the organization people will have interviews, uh, obviously psychological testing, then obviously you've got to make some decisions in the pre-draft process who you want to bring in, who you want to visit, who you want to get more information on. The, the I emphasize so much that the medicals are the most important, But definitely the psychological testing and the personality evaluation, that's the second most important. Because if a player doesn't make it, it's rarely because they don't have the ability that you thought. It's because you didn't know enough of them, enough about them as a person, about their character. And and it doesn't mean good guy, bad guy. It means what makes a guy tick. How hard does he want it? How hard will he work to get it? Those are the things that the more you spend with these guys, the better you're able to ascertain what it is that they can do to be really good players at the next level uh, and productive players that are winners for you. So we're going to get into that more and more, and that's what's a big part of what we do. My role at the Combine, obviously watching the drills, but I'll be spending time with – a lot of the teams that I do consulting work for in meetings uh, with them as they interview players and getting to know a little bit. And then it's a time, too, where I don't it, it maximizes times. We'll have some off time to where I will go over scouting reports on these players and answer a lot of questions that my teams have on some of these players. And it's great to be able to do that and be able to go from one room to the next and set up times it really reduces the amount of time I need to travel in the spring. It allows me to maybe go to a pro day uh, or two or three or four that I need to go to, and uh, and saves me meeting time at the team's facilities, which I try to do most of that on conference calls, but this allows the face-to-face evaluations on a lot of these players. So, And it, it help, helps me, too, to go through the process to learn a little bit more about these players. As I said, it allows me to go back to the film when there's a discrepancy between the workout and the film that I saw. Um, the, the workouts do not tell you how good a player he is. It does give you an indicator of the tangibles um, that are necessary to play football. And I don't think people understand that when you watch film, Film, of course, is very the most important thing, but you're watching college guys play against college guys. We're projecting these guys to the next level. So, how fast, or how quick, or how slow, or how weak, or how strong, or how big, or how small, how whatever they are is relative to what they are in college. But by using tangible numbers as a comparative measure, this helps to project how. A guy will translate to the next level when he's put into that spot. Because you can't try it before you buy it in the NFL. You have to make selections. And the tangible qualities, along with the film, are just checks and balances to help you do the best job you can of evaluating players. So we'll get into more of that as the week progresses. Check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest. We'll have the news notes and nuggets in our notebooks. Uh, and all the latest information is we get it, all the numbers, all the things that you're going to want to know about, send it to me uh, over at LandryFootball.com. Any questions that you might have, I'll address it all week this week as well as at LandryFootball.com. A reminder again that we tape this show in the early evening so that it's for early morning drop for production value and whatnot. Um, So make sure that you – Check out LandryFootball.com because there will be some late-night meetings and information, not just this week at the Combine, but through this entire process. And that happens on the college level, the pro level, what have you. There's a lot of things that come out sometimes late at night. You want to make sure that you know that. You're not going to hear it on this podcast necessarily, but it's over at LandryFootball.com. So check it out. Make sure that you combine listening to this podcast every day, and you can do that by going to Landry Football's conference call. Sign up for it. You'll get this pro podcast. You'll get the college podcast every day. But combine this with a membership to LandryFootball.com. And we wanted to make a special offer for those of you that are listening to this podcast, and that's why we've got the scouting Uh, season offer special for you that's less than $5 a month so it's a great package to put together to learn more about the game to get more insights and information into the game from a coaching and scouting perspective as I like to say it's like having your own scouting department for less than a magazine subscription so sign up for it today we think you'll love it and check out our great folks at the great friends at 401k generation give them a call give them a text over at 18669985879 tell them that we sent you tell them that you want to learn more about what they're about what can they do tell them a little bit about uh, you know not to give them the personal information but kind of what you've done with your finances in the past and you know what do they offer what can they do all those things I think are helpful it, look we do our due diligence in evaluating players I'm just saying that it's really a smart thing to do. We do this. I do this in terms of preparing for uh, financial planning for our future and making sure that we're meeting our financial goals. So check them out today, uh, and uh, they can help you. They're licensed in all 50 states. Call or text at 1-866-998-5879. Send me your questions at uh, contact Chris at and if we can help promote your business um, and brand you, send us a contact uh, hit contact Chris as well, and I'll get TJ in touch with you. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'm Chris Landry. Join us tomorrow for another edition of the Pro Football show. Check out our college show as well. Uh, sign up over at Landry Football's conference call. Take care, everybody. <coughs>